Praise God. We could go home right now and say we had a blessed time today. Amen. God's presence is here. You know, last, last Sunday morning we began a brand new series at the direction of the Lord. I like to do series at the direction of the Lord, not just because it's something I want to teach on. Amen. But the Lord uh, reminded me, and if you want to bring that up, Josh, this is the name of this series right here, God's Protection Plan. Amen. And uh, we talked about, I'm just going to review just a little bit. We talked about the fact that we live in a very dangerous world. It's more dangerous than it's ever been before with terrorism and different things. And, uh, but God has a really good reputation throughout the ages from Genesis up until now of protecting His own. Amen. He has a great reputation. I thought about people like Moses, how God protected him, even as a child. Amen. How that God protected the Israelites when they were leaving Egypt, you know, and drowning the Egyptians in the Red Sea. And you look at like Joshua and Abraham and David and Nehemiah and Solomon, Elijah, Elisha, Peter, James, John, etc., etc. And throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, God always wanted and protected His own that walked with Him. You know, we have a covenant of divine protection. You know, protection belongs to you and me as a child of God, but if we don't know it, we can't tap into it. And I believe the Lord has given us some keys to, to walking out and walking in divine protection. How would you like to walk in divine protection throughout 2018? Supernaturally. Divine protection. Well, you don't have to fear anything. Amen? Praise God. People are concerned about, you know, terrorist organizations and things like that. I'll tell you who's really terrified, the devil. He is terrified. Amen? Do you realize the clock is ticking down? Remember the statement that that guy that was demon-possessed in the ministry of Jesus, he says, have you come to torment us before the time? Well, that's 2,000 years later. Amen? And there's going to come a time when the devil's going to burn in the lake of fire for eternity. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And that day is getting closer and closer. His doom, his impending doom is just right there. Amen. But see, God has a reputation of protecting his own. And I believe that it will be told in heaven and be shown to us the times where God protected us, but we didn't even know it. There are things that were averted. There were things that were avoided. Praise God. One of the things that we'll talk about in this series is, is being led by the Spirit in reference to divine protection as well. Praise God. Because it's imperative that we be led by the Spirit where to be and where not to be. How many of you know that? And sometimes you don't have to figure it out with your, your head, you know, uh, to try to figure out, you know, why I just don't feel right about doing this or whatever. Listen, you always got to listen to your spirit. Amen. You got to listen to your spirit. It's imperative that we focus on the spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. And he has been sent to do a job. The Holy Spirit was sent to do a job. And one of the things he's been sent to do is to lead us and to guide us into how much of the truth. He is sent to lead us and guide us into all the truth. And if we're sensitive to him and we're paying attention to him. See, so many times we can be so conscious of the natural things around us that we're not aware of things that are happening spiritually. Amen. But God is helping us. God is training us. And he's, he's, he's helping us to become more equipped. Now, last week, if you go to Matthew chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, I wanted to just review a couple of things that we shared last week when it comes to the keys to divine protection. In Matthew chapter 7, look at verse 24. 
And you have to keep in mind that even if we review something, something else will be said that wasn't said last week. Amen? But in Matthew chapter 7, we see this, uh, Jesus said in verse 24, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, notice that, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Verse 26, And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And notice this, the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew. Notice the three words, rain, floods, winds, blew, and it beat upon that house, and great was the fall of it. And when Jesus and it came to pass that Jesus had ended these sayings. The people were astonished at His doctrine, for He taught them as one having authority, not as the scribes. Jesus, when He taught, He taught with authority and with confidence because He knew He was speaking the truth. When you know that you're speaking the truth, you can be bold. Amen? When you know you're speaking what God's Word says, you can be absolutely 100% bold because it's not your Word anyway, it's God's Word. Praise God. And we said this last week that the first order of protection, divine protection. Jesus said this right here. He said, there's, there's two men. The same storm came against both men. And we would say these are the storms of life that come against us. One was wiped out and the other was left standing after the storm left. Okay. What was the cutting edge difference in this situation? One heard the word and did the word. The other one heard the word but didn't do the word. And the same storm that came wiped the one guy out while the other was left standing after it came. Now, he didn't say the storm wouldn't come. The storm would come. But if your foundation is upon the Word of God, upon the rock of your salvation, when the storms of life come against you, and you, you might feel the winds, you might see the waves, you might feel it coming against you. But if you base your life and you establish your life on the Word of God, and you believe the Word of God. See, a lot of times Christians mentally assent to the Word of God. Like, oh yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I believe it's Psalm 91. But they don't act like it's true. But that's changing, amen? I believe every day when I say Psalm 91, divine protection encompasses me and my family. Glory to God. So this is the first key is being a, uh, uh, not a, uh, just a hearer of the word, but being a doer of the word. In other words, when we hear the word of God preached, when the word of God is coming forth, whether you personally are reading it, or in a service like this, you decide within yourself, I am going to practice what I hear. I'm going to put it to use. I'm going to right away, I'm going to put it to work in my life. And the Bible says it's the doers of the word that are blessed. And while you're there, go real quick to James chapter 1. James chapter 1 real quick here. And verse 22. Now James, of course, is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He grew up in the same household of Jesus of course, we know that Jesus' father was God. James' father was Joseph. His mother was Mary. Jesus' mother was Mary. Jesus' father was God. But they grew up in the same household. And Jesus, or James, had a personal, one-on-one, -on -one, many encounters with Jesus, seeing him. He was the eldest, right? He was the eldest. And Jesus had other brothers and sisters. The Bible clearly talk, talks about that. But he was the firstborn. He opened up the womb of Mary. I mean, supernaturally, the virgin birth. Praise God. And uh, he said this, verse 22, But be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, 
deceiving your own self. You see that? For if any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man beholding himself, his natural face in a glass. Or we would say mirror. For he beholdeth himself and goeth away and straightway forgetteth what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Now notice the connection between being a doer and being blessed. Now he uses the illustration. It's like a man that looked himself. Now I've got a mirror right here. Okay. And the Bible says if you look into the, the word of God is called a mirror. But it's not a physical mirror. It's a spiritual mirror. Now I can look in this mirror right here and I can see, well, if there's a hair out of place or something like that, you know. Amen. But he said if you look into the word of God, it's like looking into a mirror. But then you walk away and forget what you look like. Okay. So, everybody see yourself there? Okay. All right. Now, the Word of God is not a physical mirror. It's a spiritual mirror. And so, you see who you are by looking into the Word of God. That's who you are. That's what you have in Christ. That's, that's what belongs to you. Amen. So, uh, I wanted to establish that and, and review that this morning, that it's important to understand to be a doer of the Word is, is, acting, is acting upon the Word of God, acting on it. Like, that's true. I believe that. Amen? And I don't have to have somebody come along and prophesy over me and say, here's what the Word of God says, because the Word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. We have the Word of God. Amen? Thank you, Lord. I use this illustration sometimes. What if, uh, what if Jesus appeared in this room? He could right now. He's here, but He could manifest in the natural where you could see Him through discerning of spirits in this room. And what if he stood up here and said, My word says that I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And then all of a sudden, poof, he vanishes. He just quoted Philippians 4.19. Okay? We have a more sure word of prophecy. Peter even talked about, I was on the Mount of Transfiguration. We saw the glory of God. We saw Moses and Elijah, you know, the Mount of Transfiguration. When Jesus, his whole countenance lit up like a neon light bulb. Amen. Remember that? But he said, we saw that. Our senses saw that. But he said, we have, we've got a more sure word of prophecy. In other words, the word of God. In other words, that's more powerful than Jesus appearing to us. Amen. So we have to personalize and take ownership to be a doer of the Word of God is to personalize and take ownership of the Word of God. Amen? Take ownership. Take it. Glory to God. And when you read a scripture, that's not just for the Jews. That's not just for the guy down the street. The scripture is for you and you ought to take it personally. Praise God. Say, I take the Word of God personally. Now, if I read, by his stripes you were healed, 1 Peter 2.24, whose own self bore sins in his body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Matthew 8.17, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself, took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. That's a personal love letter to me. I take that personally. I don't look at it and say, I wonder who that's for. I've already lost it if I do that. But I look at that and I say, that's for me. Hallelujah. I take it. See, God wants you to take, you and I to take ownership of the Word of God because it belongeth to you. Praise God. So being a doer of the Word of God. Now let's get into today 
Uh, go to Psalm 91, if you would, in the New Te- Old Testament. Psalms 91. And I uh, want you to see something here. The first order of divine protection, which we covered last week and a little bit today, is to become a doer or practice what the Word of God says. In the crisis of life, when you face any type of situation in your life, it's important to ask yourself the question, this, here it is, what does the Word of God say about this situation? If your body's being attacked, your finances are being attacked, your relationship's being attacked, what does the Bible say about this? And that's the first order. When you ask yourself that question, God will give you the wisdom that you need to move forward. Now here we see in Psalm 91, which is one of the most powerful psalms. It's actually a psalm of Moses. Okay, But it's not just written for the Israelites. It's written for the body of Christ. It's written for whosoever will. Amen. And I, I, I tell you the truth. Uh, I stand on our family. We stand on this scripture every single day. We speak this scripture every single day. And I want to show you today the connection between divine protection and speaking right words. Speaking right words. How important are right words? How forcible, how, how forcible are right words? Job even said that. Okay? Now, look at verse 1 and 2. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. All right. Now the secret place right there is, I believe, the, the place of prayer because Jesus said in the New Testament, Matthew chapter 6, when you pray, pray to your Father which is in secret, and your Father which is in secret shall reward you openly. The secret place is the place of prayer. Hallelujah. And he says, I, verse 2, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Praise God. Now notice that he says here, I will say. (laughs) What are we to say? Lord, you're my refuge. You're my fortress. My God. That's personal. My God in you, I will trust. Okay? Now, here's the thing I want to bring out today is this. There's 16 verses. We're going to read the rest here in a minute here. There's 16 verses in Psalms 91. And you're going to see as we read here some of the things, the list of, of things that you can be protected from. Okay? Now, out of these 16 verses in Psalm 91, our part in that is verse 1 and 2. Our, our job is not to, do, to bring to pass verse 3, 4 through 16. Okay? Our part in, in Psalm 91 is to do verse 1 and verse 2. Okay, so what it's, what's it say? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High God shall abide under the shadow. In other words, stay, have an attitude of prayer. Stay in prayer. Amen. And then say, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. I mean, so that's our part. Say, that's my part. Okay. Our job is to say. And the scripture tells us, let the redeemed of the Lord say. Say so what? That the Lord has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. Glory to God. I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Whether I feel like it or not. I'm redeemed from the hand of the enemy. And I tell you what, there's something about 
putting those spiritual bullets in your mouth and you speak those things, it does great damage on the kingdom of darkness, but brings great blessing to the child of God. <laughs> Speaking right words. Amen. Now here's what will happen here if we do verse 1 and verse 2. The Lord said in verse 3, Surely, not maybe, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Who's the fowler? The devil. R.W. Schambach said uh, the devil's always fouling things up. <laughs> He's the fowler. Amen. He shall deliver you from the snare or the trap of the fowler. From the noisome pestilence. Notice that. He'll protect you from these things. Pestilence. Verse 4. He will cover thee with his feathers under his wings. Now this is speaking metaphorically here. You understand that? He shall cover thee with his feathers. Under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be. The word is the truth, right? Thy word is truth. John 17, 17. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not. Notice verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror. Wow. Terror by night. Or the arrow that flieth by day. Day and night. Okay, it covers both night and day. Verse 6. For the, nor the pestilence. We're not to be afraid of the pestilence that walketh in darkness. Or the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side. Ooh, that sounds like a lot. Ten thousand at thy right hand. Now do the math. That's eleven thousand. And 10,000 at thy right hand. But notice this. It shall not come near thee. Only with your eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, your habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. That's demons and devils. The young lion and dragon thou shalt trample under feet. Because, this is talking about us, because we have set his, our love upon, because he hath set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. Well, that's important to know that. When you're in trouble, guess who's with you? I will be with you in trouble. I will deliver, I will, uh, deliver him, honor him. And then the, to cap it off, verse 16, with long life. With long life. I will satisfy him and show my salvation. You say, well, Pastor Keith, what is long life? Well, you know, Psalm 90 talks about 70 or 80 years. no. That's, that's for the backslidden generation of Israelites that backslid in the wilderness. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 8 that man's days shall be 120 years. Amen. Praise God. Man has the potential to live 120 years. I'm not even halfway there yet. Praise God. Why not go for it? Why not go for it? Amen. Read Genesis chapter 8. You'll find out. God says man's day shall be 120. Hallelujah. Now Psalm 90 talks about, you know, 70 or 80 years. That's for a backslidden generation. Okay. That's for people that are out of fellowship with God. Okay. But see, God, well, that's another story. But he says, with long life, I will satisfy. Long, 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 strong life. God says, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. 
Well, I guess so, because the pestilence didn't affect them. The things, a thousand at your side and ten thousand at your right hand didn't affect you. So what happened? You ended up living longer. You lived through those things. Okay? But notice he says, a thousand will fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Praise God. These are all things the Lord said he would do for us. But again, our part in this is verse 1 and 2, especially verse 2. I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God. You take it personal. In Him I will trust. I can never get bored reading that scripture if I believe that. Someone said, if, you know, if, if, uh, if truth bores you, you don't have a revelation of it. The word's truth. But if you have a revelation of the truth of the Lord of God, you get, you get excited on the inside. Your spirit, man, rises up. Praise God. I woke up this morning, just like that song said, with an expectation of good things happening today. And it's already started. Amen? But see, the Lord, this is music to the Lord's ears. When you're saying what God's Word says, oh, it's like music to His ears because it's His Word going back into His ears. But it's not just for His sake. It's for our sake. Glory to God. So look at verse 2 again. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Now, can your words have an impact on whether you're protected or not? You better believe it. And that's why it's important, you know, and when, you, when you become a Christian, the greatest need for the sinner is to get Jesus in their life, right? The greatest need for the believer is to have their mind renewed with the Word of God in Romans 12, 1 and 2. To start thinking differently. Renew your mind with the Word of God. And we can't be saying things like making jokes about old age and things like that. You know, I just had a senior moment. Ha, ha, ha. You know, and talking about old age, you got to get that out of your lips. Are you with me now? Because the devil, well, he's, he's a legalist and he'll take the words that you're saying and use it against you. Okay, that's the way he operates. This, this whole system is set up, it's a word system. And words affect your atmosphere. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11 that, that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You want to drop that temperature down a little bit there, brothers, lest everybody falls asleep here? Just drop it down there. We don't want that to happen here. Once you get comfortable, but not that comfortable. Praise the Lord. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. Glory to God. And all these wonderful things will take place. But it comes to pass as you speak what God's word says. Now, let's jump into this part right now about how the angels have been assigned to uh, your words. Okay? Now go to the New Testament, go to Matthew chapter 4, and I want to show you something here in Matthew chapter 4. With this thought in mind, I will say of the Lord, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Can just, Pastor, can just saying that bring protection? You better believe it. I've had it happen to me several different occasions where it could have been disastrous. Amen? I, I know I probably sh shared this not too long ago. There was a, uh, years ago, I'll make it real short, but I was driving home from 
a place where in my, in my neighborhood, and I was driving down this road. I was only like maybe less than a mile from my house, and uh, and on this this road was uh, uh, old telephone poles, and they keep adding lines, you know, and cable comes in. It looked like these telephone poles had been there for 60, 70 years, and they and a lot of them were bowed. Did you ever see that? Like they're like bowed, like they're going to just break. They're wooden. Okay. Well, one day I was driving home from a place, and I was near my house, and, uh, and all of a sudden, out of the top of the left side of my windshield, I'm driving by myself, I saw something massive coming at me real fast. And I looked up, and it was a telephone pole. Now, what happened was, is there was, there was so much stress, it was on, on this bend in the road, okay, and it was like a slingshot where you take a rubber band and pull it back, okay, and the, the, the stabilizing force was the telephone pole, one telephone pole. And it was bowed like this. Well, I was driving down this road, and all of a sudden it snapped right before I got there. At the bottom, it snapped off. And at full force, like a, like a slingshot, it was pulled back, kinetic force, and released that power. And it went, and it was flying right at me, full force, a telephone pole. And I saw it, and so I put my brake on. I didn't even skid. I just put my brake on, and the pole went down about this far in front of my, the hood of my car. And it just went, whoosh, and the, 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 uh, the wires were still attached to the telephone pole, and it went up over my car. Okay, live wires. And the, the pole was just bouncing like this because of so much pressure. Now, this is a very busily traveled road. I happened to be the only one at that place at that time when that happened. Tell me the devil wasn't trying to do something there. So I, I, I put the car in park, you know, and the Holy Ghost spoke to my spirit. He said, just put it in reverse and just back up slowly. So I did it. I backed up and I pulled into a driveway there on that road, right by Brookside Lumber, if you know where that is. And, uh, and I, I called my wife on my cell phone. I said, Lynn, I just want to thank you for standing with me every day on Psalm 91. She goes, what do you mean? And so I rehearsed what happened to her. Okay. Well, you know, that could have been disastrous. I was this close from that thing hitting my car, hitting my vehicle, plus the electricity. It came that close. A thousand will fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Now, it's within distance where you could see it happen, but I was totally okay. Now, they shut that road down for about four or five hours because on both ends, they couldn't let any traffic in because they had to get the company out there and replace, put two poles where the one was. Okay. And that's just one example uh, of saying what the Word of God has to excuse me, how speaking the Word of God can bring divine protection. And all of a sudden, Psalm 91 became a reality to me that day. Now, that, that's just one of many different things that have happened along the way that could have been seriously dangerous. Amen. But notice in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1, and this is uh, you know, where we see the, the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, and I want to show you something here that maybe you haven't seen before. And Jesus was led up, uh, verse 1, led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Okay, now Jesus is the only one that was led of the Spirit to be tempted of the devil because he had to pass the test that we failed. Okay, he was the last Adam, he was the second Adam, the Bible says, and he had to face temptation. And it says, when Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward hungry. And when the tempter, notice the tempter, who's the tempter? The tempter came to him. He said, if thou be the Son of God, command these stones be made bread. And he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So uh, here comes the temptation. Number one, Jesus opens his mouth and what does he speak? The word of God. 
He's quoting Deuteronomy, a scripture in Deuteronomy. So the devil said something and then Jesus said something, all right? Then verse 5, it says, The devil taketh him up to a holy city and setteth him on the pinnacle of the top of the temple. And he saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written. Now the devil's getting religious here. He's quoting scripture. It is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee. We just read that in Psalm 91. He shall give his angels charge over thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Isn't, that a, isn't the devil crafty how he'll take the Word of God out of context? And he was quoting a part in, verse, in Psalm 91. But you know what? He, he knew when to stop because the next verse says, You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. <laughs> well, we won't go there. <laughs> Stupid devil. Anybody that thinks they're going to overtake God's kingdom and throne is idiot. Brainless. Clueless. To think they're going to overtake God's kingdom? Are you kidding me? But he actually thought he could. And he still thinks he can. Amen? That's the pure definition of dumb and dumber. Right there. Amen? My goodness. But notice it said... uh, where was I here? Verse uh, 7. Jesus said unto him, It is written, Thou shalt, he's quoting a scripture here, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. He's quoting Deuteronomy. All right, so, so second temptation, Jesus opens his mouth, and what does he say? The word of God. And then uh, verse 8 says, And the devil taketh him up to an exceeding high mount, showed him all the kingdoms of this world and the glory of them, and saith unto him, All these things I will give thee if I will fall down and worship me. Then saith Jesus unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, it is written. Say, it is written. written. Okay, he's getting ready to quote the third scripture. It is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and, and only him shalt thou serve. Now he's quoting three different scriptures out of the book of Deuteronomy, because the New Testament, of course, wasn't written at that point. But there is enough power in one scripture to defeat the devil on all three different temptations. Okay? So... This is how you and I are to walk through life by saying, it is written. When you're tempted, you've got to have it as, it is written. It is written. When you're tempted to fear, you say, it is written, Satan. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I resist you, fear, in Jesus' name. And guess what? He's got to pack his bags and go. Amen? Now look at... Um, Here's what I wanted to get to here. Verse 11. This is after Jesus quoted the Word of God. And, you know, it didn't take very long for Jesus to quote the Word. He didn't read a whole chapter. He read one verse. It is written. Took a few seconds to say that, right? But after Jesus spoke the Word, verse 11 says, The devil left him. Ha, ha, ha. The devil left him and the devil will leave you. The Bible says in James chapter 4, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. didn't say he'll flee from God. He says he'll flee from you. Amen? The devil has to flee from you. He's got a bad case of the fleas. <laughs> See, I say, I say myself, I resist the devil with the word of God, and the devil flees from me. Now, so many times people quote that just part of the verse, they said, just resist the devil and he'll flee from you. That's only part of the verse. The first part of the verse is submit yourself to God, 
be submissive to God, then resist the devil, and he will flee from you. How do you submit yourself to God? You submit yourself to his word. Amen. And the, the, the way that Jesus resisted Satan was he said what the Bible says. You say, well, yeah, but that's the Son of God. I know that's the Son of God. But he was showing us how to function, how to operate in this life by saying the same thing. The Word of God belongs to you and to me. And when you rise up and you say, it is written, you put a scripture in your mouth and you say it, dear God, that's, that's spiritual warfare right there. That's stopping the devil in his tracks. You got a symptom in your body and you say, it is written, Satan, by his stripes, I am healed in Jesus' name, praise God. And you hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. It's bound to come to pass. Why else would, would the Lord say, you know, hold fast, let us hold fast the confession of our faith without wavering? Amen? You want to grow something this morning? It's not a trick question. You want to grow, do you want to grow in the Lord this morning? <laughs> I left you in the dust, didn't I? Where's he going with it? Okay, here's the question I asked. Do you want to grow something this morning? Have some spiritual backbone and fortitude to, to stand against the devil and submit to God and don't give up. Do not quit. Don't give in. Don't cave in. Don't quit for anything. Amen? Amen. Why else would he say hold fast to the confession of your faith? Because he knew you would be tempted to not hold fast to the confession of your faith. It's so easy to open your mouth and just complain and murmur and bellyache and talk about all oh, what's not working in your life. Amen? But he says right here, the devil, verse 11, the devil leaveth him. And well, look what else happened. The angels came and ministered unto him. Hmm. Now here's what we're, we're getting into the meat of this this morning because we're almost out of time. Is speaking right words will activate the angels to work on your behalf. Recently I got a, one of my credit cards expired. And they sent me a new credit card. All right? Just using this as an example. And there's a little piece of tape on there that had, you have to call in this number to activate your card. I'm sure you've had that happen, right? The card belonged to me, but you still have to call in. You have to activate the card. Something can belong to you, but the way that you activate it in your life spiritually is by using right words. Speaking right words will bring deliverance and safety and preservation to your life. Christians, there's a lot of deceived Christians that don't think that your words have anything to do with what you're experiencing in this life. But the Bible says death in Proverbs 6, death and life, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Praise God. So we want to be saying words that are Bible words, Scripture words, so that, that God can get His angels to work. Okay? Now, sad to say, there's a lot of angels on the unemployment line. Standing there with their hands folded. And they want to do things for you and for me. But because people speak, Christians speak wrong words, negative words, doubt-filled words, they're limited to what they can do. All right? 
But notice when Jesus spoke the Word of God, the devil left him. But notice the angels came and they ministered unto him. All right, well, that's Jesus. Yeah, I know. But listen, when you speak the Word of God, your angels will come and minister for you. You remember in the book of Daniel, we're just going to refer to it because of time, that he, was, he had a dream. Remember that? He was praying for the interpretation of the dream. And Gabriel was sent to, uh, he said, by, you know, the very second that he prayed, God sent his angel to reveal to him the interpretation of the dream. Amen. And when he appeared to Daniel, he said, I've come for thy words. Remember that? And he says, the first day that you prayed, I was sent, but the prince of the Persia was, was standing me and withholding me from coming. Now, that's Old Testament. Okay? We have the name of Jesus now. It's right through. Thank you, Lord. But he made this statement. He says, I've come for thy words. I've come for thy words. Angels will come for your words. Did you know that? Okay, go over to real quickly to uh, Hebrews chapter 1. And I want, to, I want you to see this in Hebrews chapter 1. And verse 14 says, now it's interesting because the, the whole chapter, chapter 1, the book of Hebrews is a comparative book. I believe the Apostle Paul wrote this. Okay, And he's comparing the ministry of, of uh, Jesus to the ministry of angels and so forth. Then he compares the, the Old Testament compared to the New Testament and how superior we have a better covenant, Hebrews chapter 8, upon better promises. It's a comparative book. Compare the Old Testament to the New Testament. We have a better covenant established upon better promises in Hebrews chapter 8, comparing the two covenants. You know, And he said this, he said in verse 14, are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Are you with me now? Are they not all sent forth to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? Praise God. I'm missing a scripture here and here. Uh, go to Psalms 103. <coughs> For a second here, let me finger. I think it's verse 20. Yeah. Psalm 103, verse 20. So we see the scripture in Hebrews, they're, they're sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. Uh, are you a child of God? Then you're an heir of salvation. Praise the Lord. But notice this, it says, Bless the Lord, ye his angels, that excel in strength. Underline that, excel in strength. Say it, excel in strength. In other words, they are really something. <laughs> they are really powerful. Praise God. They excel in strength that do his commandments. Notice this, <clears throat> hearkening unto the voice of, of his word. Now here's where people miss they misinterpret this scripture. Okay, that's when God's speaking, they hearken to his voice. That's not what it says. It says they hearken unto the voice of his word. Do you have a voice? Can you give voice to his word? Can you say it is written? Then they will hearken to your voice. 
Because when you put God's Word in your mouth and you say what God's Word says, the devil will flee from you just like he, just like he fled from the Lord Jesus Christ when he said, it is written. Yeah, doesn't the Bible say that we don't wrestle against Ephesians chapter 6? We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. In other words, people are not our problem. But we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. You know? But here's the thing. We have to realize we're in a wrestling match against a defeated foe. The Satan and demons and evil cohorts have already been defeated by the Lord Jesus Christ. Our job is to enforce Satan's defeat. Just like a police officer, is, his job is to enforce the laws of the city. My father, when he was alive, he was a city policeman. And he, he would do traffic. You know, he'd go out there and hold his hand up and, you know, and stop traffic. You know? But he had a uniform on. He had a badge on. He had a hat on. had a white glove on. Because I saw it many times when we go to work as a kid. The authority was not in my father. It was in the clothing that he was wearing. And so he'd get out there and rush our traffic, downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hold up his hand, and all the traffic would stop. Okay? Now, the cars had the power to overtake him, but they didn't have the authority. Now, in Jesus Christ, you have power and authority in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Because you're clothed in the armor of light. You have the armor of God. You have God's clothes on. And when you say what the Word of God has to say, and you speak what the Word of God has to say, the enemy of your soul will flee in terror from you. Someone says, who, me? They re if you resist the devil, how do you resist him? With the Word. The Word of God. Resist him with the Word of God. Amen? Now, someone comes in here today, and uh, his name's Fred. Just choose that word. Anybody, I don't think we have any Freds in here. Fred comes in this room, and he's got one of these cigars that are about this long, big, fat Cuban cigar. And he comes in here, and he decides, right while we're having church, just imagine this. He lights up this big old fat Cuban cigar, and it, that smoke fills the entire room up. And it probably would. Okay? Everybody's like, geez, get Fred out of here. So, uh, so I say from the pulpit, Fred, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to leave. He's going to say, well, I sure don't want to, but if you tell me, I'm going to have to leave. So Fred and his cigar are cast out of the room. Okay? All of a sudden, some new people come into the, to the auditorium here. They missed the first 20 minutes of church. They come in. Okay? They said, my God, who's, who, has the cigar, who has the cigar in here? I said, well, Fred had the cigar, but we cast him out. Oh, no. I still smell it. He's still here? Do you get my point? No, Fred's still here. No, you can't tell me. I still smell it. It's, it's, it's in the room. The atmosphere's filled with a cloud, and it's not the glory cloud. <laughs> but see, we dealt a blow to the culprit. We told Fred and his Cuban cigar to get out of here. We cast him out. You understand what I'm saying, okay? But there's still remnants of smoke that's in the room, 
Okay, you with me now? But the reality is, we resisted Fred and Fred left. And Fred is like the devil. And just because you resist the devil and there may be lingering symptoms that are still out there, doesn't mean that you haven't dealt a blow to the heart of the issue. And this is where Christians get sometimes messed up. They think, well, I resisted the devil, but I still see it. I still smell it. I still can taste it and touch it. That doesn't mean anything, praise God. He has got to leave. And that's why we cannot be moved by what we see. We walk by faith and not by sight. We're moved by the Word of God. We're not moved by what we see or what we hear or what we feel. If we're touchy-feely all the time, then the devil can control us. He's a flesh devil and he moves on our senses. But we're not moved by that. Some of the greatest victories I've ever received in my life came when symptoms were shouting and screaming at my head. But in the midst of that, I said, no, I choose to believe God's Word. It's not because I'm anything special. I'm not. But the Word of God is special. And it's special to all of us. Amen? And I tell you, when you hold fast and you resist the devil, I don't care. Those symptoms. You say, well, Pastor, I, I prayed and I believed for healing, but I still got these symptoms. That's okay. Don't worry about that. You stay in faith. You stay in the Word. You hang on to the Word of God. You do not let go of the Word of God. And eventually the victory will show up. Praise God. And just like popcorn going off in your microwave. You ever pop popcorn before? You know, you put the microwave on and it, it's like nothing's happening. <laughs> it's like and the bags start to shake a little bit you know and all of a sudden you hear pop 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 amen and before you know it the bag's full and you take it out and like there it is amen <laughs> but it started happening when you put the microwave on the process started but nothing was happening yet so you didn't shut off and say, this stuff doesn't work. This microwave, this doggone microwave doesn't work. No, you know enough to say you got to keep the power on. you got to keep it going. And those waves or whatever it goes into that. It's probably not real healthy, but it goes into that. It's like atomic energy going into the popcorn, you know. <laughs> Do you hear what I'm saying? So you keep it on. You keep, you keep the power on because you know. It's just a matter of seconds before pop, 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 okay? And I'll tell you, there's some things that God wants to pop into our lives and bring to pass in our lives, but we have to keep our mouth lined up with the word of the living God, saying what God's word says. Oh, there's been so many times I've been wanting, and there's times that I've actually got under the pressure. I've said things I shouldn't have said, gotten a doubt and unbelief, and I, what's the answer? Repent. So, oh God, forgive me. Forgive me. I was being moved by what I see and by moved by what I hear. Forgive me, Father. I believe your word of God. And get, just get right back on the word of God. Get right back on that. Amen? Amen? Glory to God. I feel like a rocket ship ready to take off. Amen? You know, that's just been happening every, almost every single time we come together. I feel like I'm literally going to explode on the inside. Like a divine explosion. That's the only way I can describe it. But it's for a purpose. It's not just to say, wow, that was a good sermon today. God wants to explode some things into our lives. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord Jesus. It's 12 noon. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are they not? I'll, I'll close with this one more scripture. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Now this is the Amplified uh, translation here. And I like the Amplified in this one. It says, wait until it comes up here. That's Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 12. Then said the Lord to me, you have seen well. For I am alert and active. Notice God says, watching over my word to perform it. God says, I'm watching over my word to perform it. God is watching over His Word. Well, for Him to watch over His Word, we have to give it back to Him. Okay? Remember that scripture in Isaiah? He said, my, my Word that came from heaven. You know? He said, uh, you know, uh, Whereas the rain cometh down, Isaiah 55, As the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, but maketh it bring forth the bud, that it may give seed to the sower, bread to the eater, he said, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it will prosper to the thing whereinto I sent it. Glory be to God. The word of God. He sent his word, the Bible says, and healed them and delivered them from all their destructions. He sent his word. We have to send the word of God. And that, you know, that's a beautiful thing. You can be praying for a loved one that's halfway around the world. I think the other side of the world would be like Australia. Okay? That's a long way away from here. Amen? They're having summer over there. We're having winter here. You know? It's all screwed up. <laughs> I got friends from Australia. minister friends from Australia. But... My point being is this, when, you, when you're speaking the Word of God, there is no distance in the spirit realm. That person can be on the moon for all, for, for all we know. And you, there's no distance in the spirit realm. You can pray and angels can be sent. They're ministering flames of fire. They're quick. They're fast. And they can get there like in a split second or less. And when you pray, that's how God, when you speak the Word of God and you pray, that's what do you think God uses? He uses the angels. He uses the angels. Amen? Amen? To go. And I believe today that because of the Word of God this morning, because of the revelation of the Word of God, some of this stuff we've, not, we've heard it before. But like Peter said, though you know these things, I'm going to stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. I'm going to tell you this again because remind you of the fact that your words have power. And your words will control. When you say things like, all shall be well with my family. And it looks like hell's breaking loose. And you say, that's a scripture. All is well. <laughs> that's what that widow woman said when the prophet came. So you doing all right? All was well. Her son was dead. But she knew she was tapping into the anointing. The man of God. <laughs> she knew. He says, how are, how are you? She says, all is well. Well, the end result was he got raised from the dead. Amen? All is well. There's power in those words. When it looks like all hell's breaking loose in your job and your family and your finances, and I mean to tell you, you know what I'm talking about. And I, You know, the devil likes to use this thing called the power effect. 
Did you ever notice that? He doesn't just come with one little thing. It's like, okay, it's this thing, then that thing. Oh, yeah, that thing too. And then there's a fourth thing. And it's like, and then you get overwhelmed. It's like, whoa, 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 wait. You know what I'm saying? But he's no match for the child of God. Luann, you have just as much authority in this earth as a child of God as any man of God on this earth. The, the greatest preacher you can ever think of and dream of, you have just as much authority over the devil as they would. Okay? And I could point the finger at every person in this room. You have authority whether you feel like it or not. God has given you His power, His authority, His Word. Hallelujah. And so we don't want to become, the Bible says, don't become weary in well-doing in, in, in Galatians chapter 6. Let us not be weary in well-doing. We can become weary at speaking God's Word. Let us not become weary for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. What's that mean? Quit. Give up. You know the easiest thing in the world to do is quit? Do you know that? The easiest thing in the world, because there's, there's a million quitters. And nobody can make you quit except yourself. Don't give up on the word. Don't give up on the right stuff. Don't give up sowing. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't become weary. Become diligent. Praise the Lord. Don't quit your praying. So I've been praying for this person and my family for a long time and it sure looks like there hasn't really been a turnaround. Don't be moved by that. Because you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. You don't see what's happening. The angels of God. One time, I'll tell you the truth, we were praying for a loved one of ours. And that, it happened to be my wife's sister, the youngest of sisters. And we were praying for her. She was in a backslidden condition, very backslidden condition. And uh, we started to pray. This is years and years ago, you know, 30 plus years ago. We were praying for her. And, uh, um, man, it didn't look good from the natural. And we were praying for her, just to show you how God works, you know. We saw her a short time after that. We had been praying for her. And uh, she said to my wife, she says, I keep hearing these words in my mind. I can't get it out of my mind. Follow the path of God. Follow the path of God. <laughs> I was like, well, we know that wasn't the devil. Okay? So here you got this massive angel standing next to her saying, follow the path of God. <laughs> right in her ear. Okay? And so the angels are able to communicate and do things for us and range, rearrange things, whatever they need to do. I'm so glad that we don't have to walk through life on our own. Aren't you glad? Even this week, you don't have to go through this week with your own power, your own authority, your own manipulation, try to control things. You don't have to do that. You can get the angels at work for you. I'm telling you, they can begin to change things, rearrange things. Oh, glory to God. Let's give them praise this morning. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
We praise you today, Lord. Praise you today, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Praise the name above every name, the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Be quick. Be quick, saith the Lord, to speak what I've said in my word. For as you speak my word, you're not just speaking on your own initiative or your own authority, but you're speaking words from heaven that will prevail against the enemy. For I've not called you to fight this battle alone. I've called you to walk through this life armed with my armor and my power and my word. And though you may not feel like it at times, I've given you power. I've given you authority. Be not moved by the five senses, but rise up. Put my word in your mouth. For you see, the same devil that left me when I resisted him will also leave you too. For it's written in my word, you submit yourself to God, resist the enemy, and he will flee from you. And so the enemy will flee from you just like he fled from me while I was upon this earth. For the same word that was in my mouth can be in your mouth and have the same results upon your life. And yes, even as you speak my word and not become weary in doing so, the very angels of heaven that have been assigned to you shall do a job for you that you've not seen yet. And you'll see faster, quicker answers to your prayers because my angels will be hastening and hearkening unto the voice of my word through your lips. So rejoice and be glad. <laughs> rejoice and be glad. Rejoice in me and be glad. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's many hearts that have already been <clears throat> accepted, embraced what the Lord said this morning. And you're going to see tremendous transformation. Even this week, you're going to, already you're going to start seeing quick changes, quick changes. Because the revelation of God's word is revolutionizing the way you think and the way you talk. And so you're going to see quicker, quicker results to your prayers. It seemed that there was a missing link and this is it. This is it. It seemed like there was a blockage, but it's been removed. And now the revelation of the Word of God is dawning upon you for you to take it and run with it. So take it and run. Take it and run, saith the Lord. Take my Word and run with it. Arm yourself with my Word. Speak my Word. Declare my Word. Decree my Word. For you are kings and priests unto me. And you shall, as I said in my word, you shall decree a thing 
and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your path. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, let's thank Him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. The Lord says, I want you to give me assignments by speaking my word. Give me assignments. For your angels are eager, eager. Your angels are eager to work on your behalf. They've been created for that very purpose. They're not being created just to fly around heaven in the realms of glory. They've been sent for a purpose. And they've been sent to minister to us who are heirs of salvation. So Lord, I thank you that we will give you scriptures so those angels are on assignment in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 For you see, it's fresh bread, saith the Lord, fresh bread from heaven. For I instructed the Israelites that they were to go out every morning and pick up fresh bread. Yes. Yes, it was the same manna that was given the day before. But you see, today it's fresh. Today it's fresh. It's fresh bread from heaven. This is the meat, saith the Lord, that you need daily. And as you feed upon it and as you act upon it, it's new. Yes. It's like you haven't had it before, saith the Lord, because it's fresh today. Amen. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Amen. Praise God. Right as, uh, right as Brother Dan was prophesying that, the, the Lord said to me, someone's spine is being realigned right now. Someone's spine is being realigned right now, and you've had difficulties, some, something in your spine, your back, and, uh, and the Lord is, through His angel right now, is touching that right now. I don't even have to lay hands on you. I don't even know who it is. It's not important. I don't have to know who it is. But if that's you, and you've had issues with your spine, glory to God. Who is that right now? Okay. Okay. Three people. Somebody else? Okay. Divine alignment right now. Divine alignment. Like a good chiropractor. Father, you're the, you're the ultimate chiropractor right now, and we thank you for supernatural alignment in the spines or the backs of the, those that you just said right now, we release that into the atmosphere. We release that into the, the healing power of God. Spinal stenosis being cured right now in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. 
even in the back of your, almost the tail end of your neck, the top of your very back, there's something there. God's healing that right now as well. Thank you, Lord. Where you can feel that little bump there in the top of your back. Okay. Whiplash from the past. Being healed right now. Remnants of whiplash being healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're having any issues with your throat right now, lay hands on your throat right now. Something, any kind of discomfort in your throat. Maybe there's excess mucus there or pain there in your throat. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I release it. I release healing right now in your throats. Thank you, Lord. Clearness, clearness, clearness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Made whole in Jesus' name right now.